Hello, and welcome to another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. It's Friday, March 1st. I cannot even believe it, Maria, can you? Nope, it's been flying by this year. We're already done with January and February. But I'm your host, Monica Cristopa, and I am joined by my co-host, Maria Acevedo. Thank you for joining us today. We have a returning guest on the podcast. And we like our returning guests. We'll have to think of something else we give them because all podcast guests get just a little mug, nothing too fancy. It just says, I've been on the SDB podcast. Exactly. And I think they enjoy it. But for returning guests, we'll have to think of something Something, else. Maybe like a K-cup or something for their Keurig. That maybe we can do that. Anyway, welcome back to the podcast. Jason Canole, our social studies instructional coordinator for the school district of Beloit. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Well, I'm glad you're here. You know, I was at a recent board meeting and you shared how you were collaborating with Beloit College and the Beloit Historical Society to bring social studies um, to life and to make it a lot more relevant for students. So can you talk about this collaborative work? I'm going to set it up as it's pretty exciting. too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm excited about it. Um, one of the things that I really want to do with social studies is make it more engaging for students. And one of the ways that we can do that is for them to feel a connection to their community. And so in working with Beloit College and the Beloit Historical Society, we're starting to bring more Beloit into our social studies. Oh, great. Um, So with Beloit College in particular, I've been working a lot with the Logan Museum of Anthropology. Um, The director there, Nicolette Meister, has been great um, in working with me. And we've done a lot of really cool things already, or at least I think they're cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I updated one of their artifact kits. And basically what this was is there were two boxes. One had actual artifacts from the museum. And the other one had their modern-day equivalents. And so then I went around to the various third-grade classrooms in the district and presented them and had students learn how to, like, analyze an object. And they were really just amazed that some of those artifacts were over 500 years old. Really? Uh, oh, Are they yeah. from the this region, those from artifacts? The area? Yep, some of them were, some of them not, but um, they were able to do that. Um, and then just see how tools changed over time. Hmm. Um, and then the Logan Museum also, uh, during our back-to-school professional learning, um, the 612 social studies teachers went over there, and we had an afternoon where they were able to learn about archaeology and anthropology. They participated in an archaeological dig simulation. They were able to analyze different objects that, again, the museum held. And the goal there was for that the teachers then to be able to bring some of these ideas back to their classroom, so helping students analyze objects or artifacts. Well, Marie and I sit on um, an advisory board for the high school, and um, it's a, a group of business and community leaders who talk about the importance of externships, and even if they're for a day, this sounds like that was one of them, where you're actually taking teachers and instruction instructors to uh, do some hands-on learning and bringing it back. Yeah, yeah. Is that a correct... Um, definition of what you're doing yeah it was and it was great because you know for for teachers it's they're able to get out and and do something that they're able to hopefully bring back with them um and that's that's the value that's 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 what makes professional learning valuable is if they're able to take that back into the classroom with them um and then upcoming with the logan museum and i'll talk about this in a little bit is a field trip we have planned um with some high school students so uh, the Beloit Historical Society, on the other hand, um, they've been great. We're, we've created or we're working on creating units um, for right now we're focusing on the elementary schools, especially third through fifth grade. But we've created units on who the elementary schools are named after. Um, so the yeah. students will be able to figure out, you know, so Sarah and O'Merrill 
who Merrill School is named after, um, established the first paper mill in the region, which eventually became Beloit Corp., which, of course, had a profound impact on the Beloit community. Did you know that? I did not know that. Right. And and, and he actually came here 10 years after Beloit was established. Really? Yeah. So, um, and then we're currently working on a unit about the Great Migration and the impact that that had here on Beloit. Hmm. Maybe we need to have you back and then you, we could do, I don't know how we could figure that out. Some kind of trivia show where we could talk about who the schools are named after or things like that. We're going to put that in our, our queue <laughs> now that you're full of all this knowledge yeah. too. All right. So Jason, there was another phenomenal partnership in the past few months with PBS Wisconsin and our students actually got to create some documentaries with them. Can you touch base a little bit about that? Yeah. So part of PBS Wisconsin's hometown stories included a youth media project. And during this project, students created documentaries about topics that were they wanted to create. Um, and it was a really good project because it helped develop students' historical inquiry skills, as well as being able to see how you actually make documentaries. And so Kyle Walker's uh, Latino Studies class um, participated at the high school. At the high school. Yep. Um, participated in this. And it was great. Um, they were able to go up to the State Historical Society archives and library. And ahead of time, the staff there pulled out sources that the students could use uh, for their documentaries. And then when they filmed the documentaries, they were able to actually go to the PBS Wisconsin studios and film them there. This is a great experience for them, really eye-opening. And all those videos, by the way, are available um, for, for, uh, student, or for the community to watch. I think, too, because you said it was the Latino studies class, they focus on Latino issues, correct? Correct. And, um, you know, the students, when they presented them, there was a screening held at the high school. And all the students were just grateful for the opportunity and seemed really excited to share their work, um, which was great um, seeing them and their enthusiasm. And, you know, for one student, one student said that it was great to be able to go to Madison and do research and also to go to the studio to record because those are experiences that, you know, they're, they're not common for high school students. You know, so for them to be able to do that is really good. It's enrichment. Might have sparked some interesting career choices, yeah. too, either in history or communications, production, radio. That's They're great. And um, the films can be viewed on our website. Yep. So if you guys want to look at them, there's, I think, five or six. They're under. There's four. Thank you for the correction, <laughs> Jason. There's four of those documentaries that are under our news tab in the SDB video section. So go ahead and take a look at them. And, you know, this you have been very busy, Jason Canole. I'm going to say that this year we also were a test pilot for AP African-American Studies. Do you have any updates on that and the class? Yeah. So Nicole Powers has been over there doing a great job. This is the second year of the pilot program from College Board. So last year was the first year that there were schools across the country that participated in the pilot this is the second year of the pilot, and this year Beloit Memorial High School participated in it. Nicole Powers is the one teaching it. There are two sections, um, and it's been going great so far. Um, it's over now because of the way that the schedule is. So now they're just um, going to be you know, eventually getting ready for the AP test. But we are planning a field trip to the Logan Museum at Beloit College, where high school students will actually pair up with Beloit College students mm. to analyze African artifacts on some of the early African kingdoms and societies that they learned about. Great. How many students do you know uh, have uh, participated are, in the class? There are 52 students currently enrolled um, in the course this year. So, and, you know, for the students, you know, some of the feedback has been really positive. Um, one student said that it was great because um, as an African-American, they've never heard about half of the topics that they've covered. Mm. 
Wow. And so they're able to, you know, learn more about and create more connections. So it's, it's, it's been a good year. And then next year, of course, um, any country across the high school will actually be able to teach AP African American studies. Right. What's nice too, when you're talking about the students is they're learning it, but then they're able to share that with their peers, with their families and with others. So it's kind of learning beyond just that classroom, um, in terms, in terms of African American history, especially yeah. here in the United States, yeah. too, they're sharing the knowledge with their loved ones and friends and family. Yep, and it's it's going to be nice. Again, the Logan Museum um, <laughs> has been great working with various aspects of of what we've been trying to accomplish here with the social studies. So for them to put this on and work with a different professor in a class to get them. Um, it'll be a good sort of mentoring opportunity for the college students um, and also for the high school students to go to a college campus and you know, see what it's like to be a college student. And I'm surprised always by the number of people that do not know we have a beautiful campus with Beloit College. So for some of them, probably like, oh, I didn't even know this was here, right here, right in our neighborhood. So yeah, awesome. it's all those collaborative partnerships that are kind of in the background that are happening that are being very beneficial for our students and our staff. Yeah. Okay. I do believe that our AP African-American teacher, you mentioned her name, Nicole Powers, is presenting um, or doing a presentation at an upcoming Wisconsin Council for Social Studies. In fact, I think you both are doing something um, at this upcoming event. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. So every year, the Wisconsin Council for the Social Studies has an annual conference. Uh, it's held in Madison over a couple of days. And this year, Nicole Powers has a session about her experience teaching AP African American Studies. Um, and then I will have a session where I'll just be hosting a meeting for other district social studies leaders, whether they're coordinators like myself or coaches. Um, but both sessions, I think, are really excellent opportunities for us, Nicole and I, to share the news about the great things um, that our district is doing with social studies kind of leading the way a little bit on some of these innovative things that you're doing um, in collaboration with the college and with the Beloit Historical Society. So yeah. kudos to you both. We'll have to have you back on um, once you return. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. And I'm, I'm, I'm predicting already that Nicole's session is going to have a lot of people because I know there's a lot of interest um, to teach that particular AP course. Are we one of the few districts in the state that are offering it? Yes, wow. we're, I think, one of two schools in the state that are on this piloting this year. Oh, my gosh. I'm That's sure awesome. we'll be well attended. So now that we've gotten kind of an update on all things social <laughs> studies this year so far, um, we're really here, too, to talk about the Civics and Gate Learning Week. Um, can you elaborate on what that is and when it is? Sure. All right. So Civic Learning Week is March 11th to the 15th this year. It's a nationwide initiative that really, um, it's, a, it's an exciting opportunity to not only highlight civic learning um, across the district, but also connect with the larger community. So throughout the week, what we'll be doing is we'll be providing students with positive and engaging civic learning opportunities to think global, but act local. And within social studies... Did you study, come up with that tagline? <laughs> no, that's, okay. that's been around for a long time. I, I okay. wish I could claim credit for that. Um, I was going to hire you in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> there are a number of reasons why this is important. And in social studies... For students to be able to use their voices, um, that's one of the just a crucial, crucial part of social studies, like what social studies is all about. Um, and so I'll, I'll give you three reasons. Number one is that youth civic engagement can actually increase their student academic performance and improve their well-being mm -hmm. if they feel that they have a voice. Mm -hmm. Right? They become more engaged and invested in a topic. Number two is that it helps the students build the skills that will empower them 
to contribute to their communities. Mm. And then the third is that those communities, as a result of this, those communities are stronger and more resilient. So youth participation benefits everybody. Um, and Civic Learning Week is going to be a great opportunity for our students to start learning about um, different topics. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great week. So you talked about this. What kind of initiatives do you have planned? And is it from elementary through high school? Or are you focusing on middle schools? What's it going to look like for our district? So each grade band, so elementary, middle, and high school, um, they have lessons and activities. Um, each day. And each each one of the days of that week is based on one of the U- United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. So this is part of the UN's agenda for 2030. So Monday, for example, March 11th, we'll be focusing on Sustainable Development Goal number one, which is no poverty. Tuesday will be no- goal number two, which is zero hunger. Wednesday will be goal number eight, which is decent work and economic growth. Thursday is number 11, which is sustainable cities and communities. And then Friday is going to be um, goal 13, which is climate action. So what we have then for those three grade bands, elementary, middle, and high school, are lessons and activities that will be short. They're not going to, be schedule- they're not going to replace the scheduled curriculum or learning, mm-hmm. uh, but teachers will have the autonomy to fit them in when they can. And, you know, the good part is social studies and all that you've talked about is integrated into all curriculums. I mean, the topics that you're talking about can be shared in a math class, music class, an art class. That's what is really nice about how you're looking to integrate this as part of just overall learning. Yep. Yep. I was very deliberate in making this as interdisciplinary as possible. So that was the um, right word. (laughs) I can't even say it. Good for you. Um, But there is going to be one event that's going to be specific to the high school. And that is that on March 11th and March 13th, we're going to um, have voter registration at the high school for students who will be eligible to vote in April. So the Rock County Clerk's Office, the Beloit City Clerk's Office, and the League of Women Voters will have people there to help students guide them through the process so that um, in you know, a couple weeks later, uh, during the April election, they'll be able to vote. And that's a primary, too. Yes. Good for them. I think that's really great. You've been talking about civic engagement all along, and then they will actually have an opportunity to exercise their right to vote. Yeah. Yeah, That's and awesome. it, it, and I'm grateful that the people from you know the county clerk's office and the city clerk's office and the League of Women Voters have, were agreed to help us with that. It's a great partnership. Yeah, that's going to again benefit our students. Um, anything else you want to talk about Civic Learning Week? Uh, just uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is the first time the district's doing it, so uh, <laughs> show us some grace with growing pains. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, Jason. So. This is a question we like to ask all our guests as we begin to close out today's podcast. So what is one question you wish we had asked you but didn't, and how would you respond? Well, one thing I really like to talk to people about is what they're reading. Oh, um, and we so, haven't asked that in a long time. We, we haven't, no. Good. So that's that's the question I would have asked is, what are you reading right now? And um, I mean, besides the books that I have to read for my grad classes, um, I'm reading two books, one on just effective communication and then another one on developing students' historical thinking skills. Oh, and any insightful information you want to say, share from what you're reading? <laughs> well, there's so much I could share about that. that <laughs> that's be, another podcast. Oh, that's a couple of podcasts. <laughs> that's good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we've had great energy today. It's been so fun to have you. Uh, but if you're in kind of not a high energy kind of mood, what is your go-to song? Like pump it up and... 
Well, if it's if it's one where I need to feel good, there's it's different because I, I could have a song where it's I want to feel good and happy, and then there's one where I'm going to be like, this is going to pump me up. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it kind of depends. If I'm going for the feel good, um, I, there's actually two that I would pick. Either Still the One by Orleans or Your Smiling Face by James Taylor. Oh, those are nice. Both those songs. Maria, just- do you know those? I know one of them. <laughs> <laughs> We're aging ourselves, Jason. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, but both those songs, I just, I really, they just make me feel good. And I love yeah. to sing them when I can by myself yeah. in the car. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. And you're going to share your pump up one or? Yeah, sure. So it's, it's really, it's com- like the complete opposite of those. Okay. Um, it's called Man in the Box by Alice in Chains. I don't think I know that I don't one. know that it's a, one. It's a rock song from the early 90s. Really? We'll have to listen to it. Okay. We might have to get, yeah. If we had music rights, we'd play it right now, but we're kind of a, you know, low budget podcast. So our music rights, we don't have any. Well, but you, that's why we have the opening band from Bullard Memorial High School playing the alma mater because we have rights to those songs. There so. we go. Very good. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, Jason. This was really um, fun and good. Maria, anything you want to add before we conclude? No, it's just great to listen to all the great things that are happening and be able to share that on this podcast with everybody listening. That's good. So please join us next week for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. This podcast was brought to you by the School District of Beloit. I'm Luca Kovac, a PACME senior at Beloit Memorial High School and podcast producer. Thank you for joining us and tune in next week for another episode of SDB in the Spotlight.